February 1, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
Waffle Pedro Show, happy 1st of Feb, happy fucking Monday. I think storm's coming here. You know, we don't get a lot of rain, so we kind of need it. Everybody else has got freezing ass shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Right? Yeah, Crimea River, why? <laughs> but we do need some moisture, just not too much, because then there's the mudslides because of the fires. Anyway, we start off the show with the, ah, you could hear my guest, couldn't you, people? No surprise there. Well, we started with Focus on Sanity, John Coltrane, Don Sherry. Trippy album called uh, The Avant-Garde, right? Sounds like yeah. a military unit. Okay. Right, the advanced guard. And then we had uh, Anthony Perros with TM3. And, uh, yeah, Brother Matt, love Grotto, Plush Point, because still quite quarantino mode. But I am not man alone because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got Mr. Anthony Perog with me. And uh, did I say your name right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I mean, why is my name got two fucking D's? <laughs> it's over. What? <laughs> Done. Okay. Your earliest musical recollection, please. Oh, man. I remember riding around in my dad's car, um, and he, he used to have this, like, pink 57 Chevy, and he'd drive me to school, and he'd play surf music, um, blues like Sonny Boy Williamson, and uh, stuff like that, and um, doo-wop. And that's, um, those are some of my earliest memories of hearing music. Um, Riding in the car, hearing the radio. That, well, yeah, he just would make cassettes and stuff for me, you know. Oh, that too? Yeah, okay, 45s okay. and stuff. Okay, okay. A lot of people's uh, earliest memories is riding around with their folks in the car, hearing music. It makes good sense. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, I've had dudes that tell me about hearing sounds inside their ma and shit, you know. Real good <laughs> memory, real good memory. Okay, uh, the, the pad you grew up in. What's the, that? The pad you grew up in. Yeah. Was there well, musical instruments? Yes, my dad was a, um, a bass player in a surf band in New Jersey in the 60s. So... He had a bass six and a old Jaguar under the bed. The bass six, out. I should tell the <laughs> listeners, the bass six is actually a baritone guitar with a fucking whammy bar and three pickups. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he had like a really beautiful Sherline Gold bass six. And one day I just decided I wanted to try playing guitar. And I went to the library and got a videotape on how to play. And I went to the bed and pulled out my dad's Jaguar and learned the riff from Pretty Woman, and that's how it started. And luckily, you know, my, my parents were very supportive, my mom and my dad, so. You didn't pull out the bass six. I didn't, not until later. I gotta tell the people, bass six has got the strings close together, so. Actually, Jack Bruce in the first Cream days was rocking one of them. That's right, he had like one of the painted, psychedelic bass six. I guess custom panel like they used to do. And well, also, I remember hearing pretty early on that Wes Montgomery had a record where he's playing bass six. Well, I think uh, he painted it up like Eric Clapton. Somebody had painted up Eric Clapton's yeah, that, yeah, exactly. uh, guitar, not his bass six. But I saw Jay had me come do a song with him at like the Rose Bowl opening for Cure. And like they had like four or five dudes on stage with bass sixes. <laughs> I don't know the whole night or anything, but at one point they did, maybe four of them. 
Uh, getting back to your path in uh, music, what was the first record you bought for yourself, Anthony? Oh my God. With your own money, you know. It was probably some pop thing from like the early 90s. I can't even remember. It That's all right. Like it's a lot from Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> I can't remember. The <laughs> thing that's coming to mind is maybe a Metallica record. Well, or, I, I ask you know, that because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money, so it's trippy. And you can only have your first record once, right? Yeah, I, I remember like maybe the first few. I had like a Jimi Hendrix smash hits cassette, a Metallica record. And maybe some pop song like from CNC Music Factory or something like that that was on the Everybody radio. Everybody dance now. <laughs> yeah, maybe when I was like yeah, ten, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good tune, good or a good bit, good lick. What 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 about the first gig you went and saw, Anthony? Oh, the first gig that I got to see. I mean, when I was young, we lived in um, California. And um, our, my, my parents would like take us like I, we, I saw the Beach Boys when I was really young. We used to go like the Bach Festival in uh, Carmel. And um, but the first thing I chose to see, I remember, was um, uh, Nirvana and the Breeders. I was pretty young, but um, and my mom took me. So <laughs> that was okay. a pretty exciting because that was the first one I got to choose to see. It was on the last tour, so that was a pretty exciting one for me, being probably yeah, like 12 years old or something. Understood, understood. What about school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Um, I said to take the general music classes when I was young. And then when I was about, when I was a sophomore in high school, I, uh, I joined the jazz band. I didn't know how to play jazz at all, but... Um, just kind of tried out and they said yeah um and so that was my first introduction to like that kind of music um or at least playing it well i always ask because a lot of schools got rid of their fucking uh, music and arts program so that's trippy now you had already pulled out the fucking jaguar that's right okay okay and you did this with no uh i don't know encouragement from uh music at school at those general classes it's just because you're your pop did it. You wanted to do it? I mean, I just really, I mean, like the mu music was always around me. Um, you know, things were happening on the radio that seemed to an 11 year old, like it was brand new and it was music for me. Um, I just wanted to try it. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I can't even remember. I just felt like I wanted to figure out something. I thought it was cool. Um, I wish I had more to say about it. something specific. It was just like this urge that I couldn't control. It's like, I got to go to the library. I got to try to see what this is like. I mean, everybody I gets on their instrument in different ways. That's why I asked. I mean, I played bass because D Boone's ma told me to. You know, it's just <laughs> a lot of this shit, you know, just happens. There ain't any wrong way. You know, I'm just curious about it because I think if other people hear about all the trippy different ways you can do it, maybe they won't be scared. You know, yeah, it was cool. Like, people I saw, you know, when I was like a 12, MTV was a big thing, and I was seeing all these bands, and I thought it was cool, and I just wanted to try it. But you didn't want to be a drummer. You didn't want to be keyboard. You didn't want to bass it. 
No, no, I wanted to be taking solos and stuff. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, bass solos. You were talking jazz there. there. <laughs> you are talking jazz there. And bass, I know, you know, uh, Pettibone started bringing me to gigs. And I noticed during the bass solos is when people would take the pisses. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Got a little too gratuitous, maybe. Look, uh, I'm curious. You, you get in the jazz band, they start teaching you kind of jazz guitar, right? Yeah. Because uh, but besides that, you just got a video from the library. No teacher, right? Well, I mean, I got teachers after that. That's just how I started. Like, I, I learned a couple things, and then my dad showed me a couple things, like the, the riff to Sunshine of Your Love. And I picked up on this stuff pretty quickly, so I got lessons. And I was just trying to do stuff, learn songs, until jazz band. And then that kind of started my odd relationship with jazz because I really didn't get – I didn't really like start really loving the playing the music until I was like maybe 20 um, because I was struggling with kind of like the jazz guitar tone. It wasn't as exciting to me as say the saxophone. Now, now let me, uh, since 20 years old. So that means you didn't have a period during uh, school. Well, after school, really the basement band, the bedroom band, the garage band, you didn't do that shit. Oh no, I did a lot of that. I was probably in like, Man, if I was going to guess, probably like 10 to 15 bands in high school. Okay, okay, okay. I don't, okay, like, I don't yeah. care who I'm playing with. I just want to be playing. And it's like, probably, probably none of them. Uh, I'm going to make a guess here, but they probably weren't jazz bands. I was in some improv groups, um, but it, was, it wasn't it was jazz. We were just like writing some songs. They were jazzy, but it wasn't like your, it wasn't straight ahead jazz. It was um, pretty freaky. Uh, yeah, but you were composing. You weren't just cut. Me and D Boone, you know, we were copying off records to the fucking movement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be doing covers. I'd be writing music. We, we were. I was in like a rockabilly band. I was in like uh, <laughs> all kinds of weird rock and instrumental groups. It it was. I didn't really have anything I wanted to do specifically other than just like play. So, um, like I said. It, would, it didn't matter who it was or what they were doing. I just wanted to like show up and like play and make some sound and see what, what happened. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to play here uh, Emerald Gaze.
Oh, Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, Emerald Gaze by Anthony Perot and uh, Ben Salter from Tasmania with Gold Coast, which is another part of Australia by Brisbane, right? He came from the D.C. area, went down, uh, part of a great band called uh, Model Home. Hands Rotten from Switzerland with MRM. Then Bombas Prendon from the D.C. area around uh, the 80s. Uh, Raga Alag. I mean, these guys, I don't know, recorded like 5,000 songs, did five gigs. Trippy. I don't know if you know about them, but Bomas Prendon. Uh, cats out of VCU in Virginia. A, a, a few of them. Uh, Jacob Robinson, Swag After That with Cars. And finally, uh, Budden Peonies by Anthony Perose. So, like springtime. It ain't here yet, people. Unless yeah. you're in Pedro, then it's always spring. <laughs> Uh, now to get back to the musical journey, because I find out, like you'll, you're willing to play with anybody. I mean, oh, yeah. just because you're in a rockabilly band, did you wear the outfit? You know, over here, <laughs> I remember when rockabilly. I mean, we called it, we kind of called it clothes rock because there were ska bands, was, and it all it had, like, costume had a lot to do. Swing, <laughs> um, swing. I remember this cat, really nice man. Telling me, Mike, when they when they do the gap ad, it's over. Yeah, because we was doing a New York Dolls thing by this time. Like, what happened to them? So, well, Mike, when they do the gap ad, it's over. You, know, you yeah. take the L out of Lover, it's over. Yeah. yeah so, no, man, I definitely dressed up a little bit. You I did? Hey, that's okay. Man, Hall <laughs> Halloween is my favorite. Halloween is my favorite, favorite holiday because Halloween's the only day we admit we wear costumes. Exactly. <laughs> I think in England they call it fancy dress. <laughs> yeah, so some fancy dress. So, uh, what? What's one of those bands did you do your first gig in? Um, the first gig I ever did was um, at the, our eighth grade dance. The school let this band these uh, play with three of my friends, and they let us do um, four covers at the dance, and. Um, that was my first show show. Now, was it a success? Did they throw shit? No, man. Some people loved it. Yeah, Some people great. Hated it. But it was like if you liked the music we played, you were into it as a little kid. Um, so it felt good, but, you know, it was weird, too. Man, we, we you know, first gigs for us, me and D. Boone here, it was keggers right in the backyard. Yeah. And the etiquette was, like, if that dude could play fucking Black Dog better than you, he could take your $15 pawn shop guitar and show you up in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. Talking about uh, feeling small. Oh, <laughs> <Very okay>. small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was weird because it was, like, all the in front of all of our peers. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like, Little League, you have to pitch against your fucking buddy. Or, yeah. or, bat, or bat against him is even worse. And his dad's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up, right? Exactly. All the trauma of youngness. Okay, at, at, after uh, uh, school, do you go to college for music? I did. I um, I, I went to Berkeley in Boston for two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, I went there to the summer, the summer camp, um, just to do something, uh, you know, in between I think sophomore and junior year. And then I was just doing my thing, and, you know, I was pretty bluesy. I was into country guitar and rockabilly, and uh, they asked me, like, to do these 
private tests. So I went and I met like the heads of the department or the school and like they were asking me to do things. And then it turned out I was up for a scholarship to attend the college. And in that moment I was sitting there at the end of the summer camp, just like in the auditorium thinking, well, okay, if I get this scholarship, I'll do this guitar thing full time. And if I don't, I'll always play music, but I'll just like, you know, it'll be my hobby. And then I ended up getting the scholarship. So I just went to music school, right? I just decided right there. First thing at time I found out about that school, because uh, uh, Bob Quine had his card on the Voidoid sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, and I took, well, I didn't take that picture, but I took one of Richard Hell and I put it on my base, and that's where dudes and Pedro said, fuck you, I knew you'd be into this shit. <laughs> it's kind of a life in the same. But that's where I know about Berkeley School, and I've had a lot of cats on the show lately who's had, uh, so was, was it a good experience? It was. I was nervous because I was... I was scared that if I learned a bunch of theory, it would kind of take away the magic of music. But um, yeah, luckily that didn't seem to be the case. Well, so. I, I heard of there, there was other benefits by going to that school that connects. Yeah, I'm not really an outgoing person, so I didn't meet many people. It, in fact, I only met a handful of people, So, and I didn't end up staying because I just started feeling self-conscious because uh, I wasn't playing the way, you know, I felt like I was supposed to be playing. I, I didn't have the same interests as everybody. I mean, there were a lot of cool people there that were open-minded and stuff, but I just started to feel like it wasn't for me after a little, after a period. Um, so I, I, I left and went to school in New York and graduated from there. And when I was in New York, I got to see basically everyone I wanted to see play live and in person because the other thing was in boston i couldn't go see shows i was not 21 so there was a there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to you know go to clubs and listen to stuff so, so you studied music in new york city yeah yeah i got yeah i, I got a jazz performance degree and, and how, but was different kind of school in the, the berkeley school yeah i went to nyu there was a very small um jazz department um and i felt like after berkeley i was like just really stressed about my playing i didn't feel like i was at a level i need to be at and um so i went there and i just kind of started over and again i didn't like talk to anybody really for the first two years i just stayed in my room and practiced and tried to figure some stuff out and maybe for the last year i started emerging and trying to play well, with some well, I, I don't understand the difference Anthony, because of both schools but but the NYU was more calm for you. You didn't feel is is awkward. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. And also I could see like you know I could I was going to see shows at the Village Vanguard or I went to Tonic a lot. John Zorn. Exactly, like I see Rebo and all those people. Mark Rebo, yeah, great guitar man. Oh man, it's like that stuff was blowing my mind. That's just stuff that I really was drawn to. And um. And that's Chess Smith, a big drummer man, right? And uh, Shazad on the bass. Oh yeah, ceramic dog, crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Ceramic like, dog, ceramic dog. Yeah, uh, but I, my dorm was right across the street from um, downtown music gallery. So you know, this is pre-internet, so I'd go there after oh, my so was, and I'd look up who was playing with who on the records, and I was trying to figure that whole scene out. So you're saying, in a way, it wasn't just the school; it was the whole like kind of environment was different. Once I got to New York, yes, having access to that kind of genre that was mixing it all up 
and then having the record store and you know seeing like uh, the other thing was that was big for me was the paul motion groups yeah so, drummer man uh we lost him to cancer petrus sings on uh, some of his i think right. his last record yes god what a trip because i think i did i pick some to play for you yes i did in the last hour isn't that a trip well we're at the end of the first hour of the February 1, 2021 Dishawap Pedro Show. Special guest, Anthony Perose. Hold tight for hour two. February 1, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro.
Yeah, your attention, uh, your attention, everybody, your attention. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'd like to thank you all for coming out tonight to the Gaslight, uh, the finest in uh, downtown art and entertainment. For our last act tonight, we got a fellow all the way up from uh, Alabama. Yeah, a fellow by the name of Sam Bennett. Bennett, is that right? Yeah, Sam Bennett. He's here tonight to read some, uh, I reckon you're going to call it surrealist poetry or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, take it away, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. It is in the unfolding of your luxuriant hair that I see the ancient Egyptians dance and the store windows shatter in eternal hurricanes of fire. This fire reaches the toes of the hanging man and is suddenly extinguished by sea creatures who've forgotten how to sleep. In waking dreams, they praise the unending glory of Marx and Herod. The hotel three doors down is untouched, but teeters on the brink of collapse at the hands of thirsty accidents. Intermittent clouds half obscure the trails of exclamation points as they dance in near unison. The violinist is dead. Her instrument is now in the hands of moneyed plagues who ravish the machines of yesterday with an unending torrent of glare. Someone takes the place of someone absent, and order is restored. Monuments to efficiency are erected everywhere. They quickly are overgrown and obscured from sight. Purchasing is mandatory. Non-attention is obligatory. The path is marked. All other maps are destroyed. Crazed and drunken policemen resembling small pieces of delicious food are seen in the company of huge churning valves. Order is restored. Sheets of green paper with endless and obscure calculations are handed out to all the people, whereupon motion resembles fragments of garbage eagerly collected by one-celled life forms. Useless objects are everywhere. They are pronounced illegal and immoral, and the decision is loudly applauded by groups of elderly Cro-Magnon men shortly before they are all shot. Order is restored. Symphonies of ashtrays drown out the sound of the lie of symmetry. In this they have attained an equilibrium such as that of the mongrel dog who wanders with purpose through opulent sitting rooms. Airplanes tied to decomposing remains shout triumphant cries of machine victory, and all tablecloths simultaneously burst into flame. Dinners of the ancients are invaded by screaming insecticides. Denounced are the methods of haphazard reality. The eyes of all beasts are trained upon photographs of shrunken heads, and all the pieces of pie reserved for heads of state are taken away in huge trucks. 
Like icebergs, the humans of the order of the remaining inception wait in long lines for old upholstery, sold to them by leering theologians who masturbate endlessly. Remembering the stories of the warriors of pastry, thousands of small indistinct animals give way to the new order, founded on unshakable doubts. Order is restored. The creed of remuneration holds sway over the uncertain minds of all quotation marks. The words echo at every gaping hole. Gone are the incessant flexibilities of overindulged Venetian blinds. Gone are the percentage points and the small boxes that once held tweezers and lotions. Gone are the useless caresses of steamships. Gone are the erring principles of hordes of tomatoes and their bourgeois penmen. Guards are posted and mineral wealth is insured. Thank you. 
reducing my old skin for sacrifice, standing again for you, trembling, the air I breathe, laughing, tumbling out, flesh made word from your lips, your hair cut short into brunette flowers, in case I do not mention. You always pick up your phone Asleep With friends Alone The weirdest times have gone through Your bed Growing In my dark room You always pick up your phone
Bluff for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Anthony Perot's doing Honeymoon Room. Then Sam Bennett in the unfolding of your luxuriant hair. Uh, Bow Power, Dr. Herman Green. We just lost him, a great sax man from Memphis. And uh, Bo, this goes out to uh, Randy Pettibone's son, Bo, for him. Bo Power. Uh, I do not, uh, in case I do not mention, from uh, Phil Venable, and his, he managed, uh, who was that government issue uh, singer man? Uh, yeah, he died of cancer just recently, too. Well, that's a good thing about Alzheimer's. You're always uh, meeting new people or remembering new God, I can't remember his name now, but he was a funny guy. Those GI albums were, uh, were great, great. And then Lewis Cole after that with phone, and finally the Mesthetics. Hope I didn't fuck that up. Better Wings, and that's got some DC people like Joe Lally and Brendan. Right? Uh, I just uh, uh, the these are Fugazi people, people, and uh, I just did a, a bass uh, for a forty-five and. Uh, Brandon was the drummer man. For, he told me about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because of the situation with trading files and stuff and a lot of collabs that way. And oh. so I got to, uh, yeah, uh, be part. And he's one of the most incredible. Uh, you know, he's, he reminds me of Zigaboo with the fucking, I can put the kick drum anywhere I want. <laughs> he can also move his stomach. Right? He lifts his shirt up, moves his stomach all around. <laughs> Play some shit like that. Uh, Back to your journey. So, so you graduate NYU, and then, and then, what's the mission? Start a band? No, I mean, I was playing with a uh, several groups in um, in New York. Um, some of it was just kind of like free improv. I had this um, um, group called, or I was in this group called New Electric. There was two guitars, bass, and drums that rehearsed pretty heavily and did an EP, but. Um, I, after I graduated, I was like, well, it's really seems difficult here in New York. So I'm going to go back to D.C. and um, see if I can like give, give some lessons and get some gigs and see if I can make it happen. Difficult when you say that. It just seemed like there were a lot of people. A competition? Yeah, just like I, it was oversaturated. It felt like. Um, and, you know, D.C. is close enough where I, I knew I could have access to you know, playing there. And um, I had been there for several years and kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't know what it was like to try to play music full-time in D.C., so I wanted to give it a shot. And my initial plan was, you know, I'd go down there for a year, six months, and then come back to New York, but um, that wasn't the case. So I kind of fell into teaching and playing gigs in D.C. I'd play all kinds of stuff after a while. I'd be in a bar band playing Skinner covers. Then I'd play an electronic show the next night. I got into the root scene because of my interest in Danny Gatton and Ruby Cannon. Danny Gatton, uh, great DC guitar man. Love him yeah, so much. It was you know so who important. was a big fan of his was Ed from Ohio. Even got a Danny Gatton-style Telecaster at the time. And I yep. Think, I, think the man I have one of those too. I mean, it's like... And I mean, there's a good scene for that stuff still, um, but I never got to see him. He passed when I was 13, so. Yeah, uh, you know, depression. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we got to watch out. That's a heavy fucking dealio. But he could play like a motherfucker. Oh, no, no, well, tell me about the aesthetics, because that's a DC uh, situation, right? Yes, 100%. So 
I mean, you know, I was doing all these things, uh, just playing golf all, all the time. I had a surf band. I was doing solo noise shows. And um, I guess Brendan realized or had seen me. Um, he actually saw me play this Danny Gatton tribute show at this place called the Birchmere. And my wife and I have a duo called Janelle and Anthony. We've been playing for like 16 years now. And um, Brendan had a duo with a bass player, Doug. And uh, we shared a bill one night. And Brendan came up to us after the show. I was like, he really liked our duo. That meant a lot. And then he was like, I was at the Birchmere show. And I saw you playing the Danny Gatton stuff. I was like, what? You like that stuff? And he's like, yeah, I love it. And um, we started talking. And uh, he asked Janelle and I to come play on a piece of the soundtrack for one of his films as a trio uh. with can I ask you about that? Because he's, he had stopped touring and stuff to raise a family. And it seems like Mesthetics was the first band he got back into the ring with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Joe, what happened was Joe moved back from Italy and talk, asked Brendan to play some of the music he was working on. And um, he was like, is there a guitarist? So Brendan said, why don't we get Anthony to come play? And they asked me to come play. I immediately got really nervous showed up I was like uh, okay what do you want to play and Joe would say okay so this is like the song's going to be like this he'd describe it to me and then he'd say okay let's just play I just want you to improvise and the one thing he said to me was don't play what I'm playing ever please <laughs> I was like okay you cool. mean unison no Dublin yeah exactly so like no riffing together um, yeah you know sometimes I feel like a bi like bicycle and both it feet are on the same pedal so it's like whoa it's this big olive <laughs> whoa. right right <laughs> there's no so, counterpoint right exactly so that was cool so they they like counted off the first song and i was like just heard the two of them playing together and i was like oh this sounds and feels amazing i can do anything i want and i feel totally cool because it's going to be okay because <laughs> right. uh, they got a foundation yeah i mean it's just like so locked and it's it's a powerful sound. I, I don't know what else to say about it. And I just felt like all my stress went away and I just felt totally comfortable. And, um, they really liked it. So we were, what happened that, that happened because someone asked Joe to do a tour and this was a potential group for that tour. The tour didn't end up happening. So I waited two months after that first time we played and I, I was just like too scared to ask them to play some of this music I had, but I finally did it. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. So that's oh, how well, they're doing your ideas. Okay. That's great. Cause yeah. when, when it's a two way street. It's pretty bitchy. You're talking about Janelle and Anthony. Yeah. I want to play big sir.
davvero o è solo una composizione chimica?
Waffle Pedro show. Big Sur from Chanel and Anthony. And yeah, at Big Sur on Pacific Coast time, we got washed out from the storm we had last week. And, uh, yeah, but the, they'll repair. And you know, a couple of years ago, it got washed out too. Same right, around the same place. Yeah, they're not having a good time out there. No, we got to. Uh, yeah, this climate thing might be something to think about. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> then the dance from Sam Lock Ward out of Iowa City, Sea Field. That's brother Shigay when he was in England with Macon. Uh, the heart, uh, the sorry, sorry, scoozy. Huh? To, to think about Joe Lally. I got to interview him in Roma. Yeah, he was living with his mother in law and his wife, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, many years and uh, beautiful bass man. Great story. In fact, it was, I think, the only two part Watt from Pedro show I've ever done. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joe Lally. Though, anyway, here's an Italiano band, The Heat Incorporated, they're in England and uh, down the city. And, then uh, Giovanni Aldopo Gene with Alaino Che Gino Latiza. Fuck. Destroyed it. This is my mother's people, too. I ruined their language. Sorry. And then uh, finally, Janelle and Anthony. I can say that. Evil Age. Yeah. Right. In 16 years. That's bitching. Yeah, man. I mean,. I feel really lucky to be married to Janelle. Um, we, uh, we've been playing for a long time. We've been friends for a long, long time. Uh, she really helped me kind of, you know, identify and uh, develop my musical voice. Uh, so just feel really lucky to be making music with her because she's an incredible musician and arranger and visual artist. So we have a good time. And we've known each other since high school. We weren't good friends in high school, but... Um, we met when we were... Okay, so you knew her through school, but you didn't really know her through the music scene. No, we were both like, you know, grunge kids. She was a cellist in orchestra. Ah, cello. Had weird color hair and stuff. And we were kind of running around the same circles, but never really friends. There was some uh, kind of crazy punk cello. What was it called? Rasputina? Oh, yeah, right. Remember that? I think there's two or three of them. Three of them, maybe. And you That's know right. the cellos in fifth, so you get a lot of drama between the strings more than us in the fourth world. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, do you, are heavy. you guys working on shit right now? Music. We are. We have a third record. That's what Evil Ages come. That's on our third record. So ah. that's going to be coming out later this year. That's we've done two records that are all instrumental, but this one Janelle is singing on every track. So. And so um, you gave us an upcoming preview. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Very kind. Very kind. Oh. And and uh, do you make demos or do you jam? What's the process? We'll just jam. Like when we started, she lived on this property in Virginia where we lived in the suburbs that was kind of isolated. So we could like have bonfires and just play really late into the night, into like three in the morning. So we jam and come up with ideas like that. But now um, we kind of, it, it happens pretty quickly. It's just like she'll have an idea or I'll have an idea and we'll just get it together. So um, right now, since she's singing, it's a little bit different, you know, because we got to demo stuff up and then try to get the tones in the studio. Ah, so, but, so it's like uh, you do both. You jam and you do demos. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the instrumental stuff, it's much looser. Uh, so we're not worried about, you know, 
the song form in the same way because the parts of it are meant to be big and open, like kind of like jazz for improv. So, uh, yeah, understood. Understood. We're at the end of the second hour, February 1, 2021, Dish of Waffle Show. Special guest, Anthony Perot. Hang tight for hour three. February 1, 2021. It's the third hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with New Electric, that band that uh, Anthony was playing in uh, New York City. Uh, Don't Send Me Home. Then we had Crane, Dirk, and Jim with Quicksand Blues, a live jam. Uh, Tallem with Christos Yermen Noglo. Beautiful Greek name, and I fucked that up. Okay. Live at Duende Jazz Bar, uh, Thessaloniki, Greece. One. <laughs> That's a title. So, uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Christos. Arranged by Janelle Leppin. Okay, you said something about arrangement. Susan Alcorn with the Heart Sutra. Yeah. All right. Sutra is a very old uh, wisdom and knowledge and that stuff. Very interesting. And uh, the, these are some collabs, right? Uh, obviously. And like you got another one here that we're going to play. Uh, James Brandon Lewis. Hayden. Now, this is spelled like Petra's name. Hayden is beauty. Oh, yeah. It's for Charlie Hayden. Ah, maybe that's why I spelled that. Yeah, you know, exactly. He went to, um, he studied with him at Cal Arts. So that's his kind of. Oh, okay, yeah, Charlie, I got to, well, the fucking Minute Man got to do Little Gun with the, the man with a gun I in his hand. It. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he has this 200-year-old French bass, you know, with no amp. <laughs> I said to, to D. Boone and Georgie, we got to get Little. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. It was beautiful, beautiful, man. And that's bass solo he does in that, Don Cherry wrote this opera, right, the Einstein trip kind of thing and he does the most bitching oh man it was very very uh inspiring cat to know and always made time for you and would wrap you with you straight on you know you know you get a kink in your neck you look down at people or you look up at people and you look straight across you know and charlie awesome. Hayden was beautiful yeah. now from springfield missouri uh, and he he started early because his parents vaudeville right he's yodeling cowboy charlie before you really? got on the base, yeah, incredible cat, big, big. I so I want to play this here. Uh, J- well, how do you know James Brandon Lewis? Um, William Hooker, the drummer. Sure, in New- sure, Bill Hooker. I know him through Thurston. That's yeah, right, right. Okay, so he asked me to come up from DC to do a record, and um, James was there on the session, and. Um, John Arabagon and my friend Luke Stewart, who's a great bass player from DC. Um, and we just made this record in like two hours and just started talking to James after the session and really enjoyed his company. And we hung out after, had something to eat. And um, he asked me to play in his groups. Um, and I was just like, you know, I guess he felt the same way about me. But when I heard him play, I was just like, wow, I really like this guy's playing. And then we started talking. And I was like, I really just enjoy talking to you. So, um, yeah, he, he asked me to play with his trio. So it was a quartet. And we went to Europe um, a couple of times. And then for Winter Jazz Fest in New York one year, he put together this quintet with Jamie Branch. So it was the trio with Trey on drums, Luke Stewart on bass. And we did one set. We had like a 20-minute rehearsal before. And my wife, Janelle, was in the audience. And she was like, you know, you guys should probably record that before anyone really learns the music because that was really cool. So I told them, why don't we record this? And so we got everyone down in Virginia, did it in a day. And, um, yeah, that band ended up playing gigs. And it's just been a really nice musical collaboration. He's a great, great musician, great person. Well, let's listen. Okay. 
Live for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Aiden is Beauty, James Brandon Lewis. Call Motion after that with backup. I'm sorry, man. Nothing more to be done from Ramon Ramoro, trumpet man. And finally, Dave Ballou and B Punk. <laughs> the tune's called Flutter Nutter. <laughs> B-Punk, what's B-Punk? <laughs> B-Punk, that's um, this group I was playing in with um, some Baltimore musicians. Dave Ballou is a wonderful trumpet player. Adam Hopkins played bass and Mike Cool played drums. And um, I think Adam named the band B-Punk because his friend would describe our freely improvised music as B-Punk. Well, maybe that's, that's Baltimore because I had a cat from Baltimore on the show last month. His name was Dor. You know, this cat, this cat makes fucking righteous, trippy music, man. He uses the, the, the break. You know, it's like heavy edit shit. So it's like all these cuts and shit, but in a rhythmic way, you know? Oh, yeah, they've got it going on in that city. Yeah, man. This like, there's a great, great festival is, called the High Zero Festival, and they're crushing it. Yeah, this guy's name is Dor, like the accessory to a, a pad. <laughs> Just check him out. So, B-Punk is right in that thing. And I, I just love it. I, I, I love what you guys do. So, uh, Dave Ballou put it together? Yeah, well, that band was actually, there was an improvising collective that Janelle and I were a part of for a long time called the Out of Your Head Collective. It's like maybe a pool of 50 people, and you play once every oh. three months. <laughs> 50 people? Yeah, but they'd randomly organize free improv groups at this club called the Wind Up Space once every three months, and you'd get to play once every three months is what I mean to say. So oh, okay, that was okay. one of the randomly assembled groups, and after we played, we were just like, let's make a record. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sure. What's it called? Uh, seize the moment, seize the day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it was just – Caveat emptor. Right? Caveat emptor. Yeah, seize, seize the moment. Seize – Strike when the, the iron's hot or some shit like that. You, exactly. No, you, exactly you're so right. right. You're so right about that because it's elusive, right? The, the spirit, technique, and uh, yeah, you know, rudiments and stuff, they're all important. But there's some spirit, right, that, that missing thing that comes and visits us. Exactly. Especially when you haven't made up your mind about what it's supposed to be yet, which is what I was saying Janelle said we should do with the recording. Like, you know, you can fall into your vocabulary too easily at a certain point when you're comfortable enough. So, um, well, the, 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 that, the vocabulary you have now, because that new experience might actually widen your vocabulary, right? Exactly. And that's on that track. I'm especially proud of the little the things I'm doing with Dave and um, my little solo noise burst. That was um, just a really exciting moment because that, that, that's a live record from that club, the wind-up space. Can I ask you about weird thing, you know, gear? What about pedals? I love pedals so much. Okay. Nels Klein, right? 36 pedals used at this one recording. And I said, what's your, <laughs> what's your favorite one? He said the volume. Uh, I mean, I, my rat, that's still my first pedal that I've ever, I ever got when I was like 12. So that's like the one thing I really need. You ever play nylon string acoustic? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been actually since I've been stuck inside, I've been taking some classical lessons and trying to play without pedals at all. Well, they have one pedal, but it don't make a sound. You got to put your foot up. Right, there's a certain kind of posture 
Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really buy into all the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm having fun. I like I'm having music. some fun with you, Anthony. Of course. <laughs> you know, D. Boom was. Uh, we, we had a cat t- lived in his car. Teach him, and he was weighing a flamenco. Roy Mendez Lopez, great cat. And I, I, someone like you could probably tear flamenco up. Maybe one day you want to investigate. Yeah, I've always been wondering about that right-hand technique. Yeah, but... It's a, but don't you think guitar really is about the strum in hand? Is it really about the finger in hand? I mean, it's like... I mean, which part is the drummer? It's the starboard or the, the pick in hand, right? Yeah, that's the rhythmic part. It's, it's really hard for me to say because... I didn't, I, mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's they're both equal. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> always better than like some kind of hierarchy, right? Uh, look, where can people find you on the internet, Anthony? I don't. I don't have a website or anything, but you can find me on the social media outlets, Instagram uh, and Facebook. I was and just curious. If, I was just curious if you had a website. Because it's and like I, having your own fanzine. One day you want, you can get a WordPress one for free. But look, yeah, so right now you're working on the fucking Janelle. What, what's it called? Uh, Janelle and Anthony? Janelle and Anthony Prize. <laughs> that, that's what you're working on. <laughs> that's what you're working on right now. That's that's coming out later this year. I've got a solo record that Emerald Gaze is on that you played that's coming out in April. Okay, I, okay. That's interesting. I'm doing a duo with Henry Kaiser. It's going to be ambient. I've got an ambient solo record coming out at the end of the year. And um, there's a couple of other things that are just starting. So I am I feel lucky. You know, like you're saying, trading files on, online now. I've got plenty of opportunities right now with that. So that's been fun. Speaking of Henry Kaiser, you know, I've been helping Mike McGetta in his MSS V-Van. And... Uh, Two Rocky Erickson songs, three Creedence songs. Well, two Creedence and one John Fogarty song. Well, we're going to do. Because he's been for, for, for Cuneiform, uh, been doing like a weekly show. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll get to see you and him do a twofer. We're talking about it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Man, big iron to have you on the show, Andy, so much. I want you, you and Janelle to keep on keeping on, please. Definitely. Thank you so much. Okay. And, uh, yeah, bass players. Sometimes we ask some stupid questions. I'm sorry. But remember, we look good. We need you. We need you. You know, we're the no. for you got you tile guys. People, it's been the February 1, 2021 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.